Hey everybody and welcome to the 15th episode of DCI. I'm your host Jonathan Miley. This being the 15th episode, we've got something special in store for you. Uh, obviously we've got our interview, which I'll tell you about in just a second. Uh, but also on this episode, we are debuting our DCI theme song. Uh, you may remember that we got a new theme song for the Dark Cast earlier this year. Um, and uh, this past summer, we actually branched the podcast out into three different series. There's the Dark Cast, DCI, and After Dark. Uh, now, all three different series have their own theme song. So today, I present to you Blast Processing. It's written and recorded by Daniel Cole, who is the artist that wrote and recorded the song Momentum, which is our theme song for the Dark Cast. So I hope you enjoy it. Uh, I really like it, so I hope you do too. Anyway, uh, today, Brian and I are talking to Fault Prophet, who is one of the co-founders of Twisted Genius. Uh, it's Genius with a J. Um, it's a uh, kind of dark humor website, and they're coming out with their first game here very soon called Twisties Asylum Escapades. Uh, it's a really, really bizarre action-adventure uh, game where you play as a brain that eats people um, as you escape from an insane asylum. So it's, uh, it's definitely out there, but it's, it's pretty interesting stuff. So we hope you enjoy this episode. If you want to find out more information about Dark Station, you can do that at our website, darkstation.com. Uh, there you can find our news, reviews, features, and of course the podcast. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we are darkstation underscore com. If you want to follow us on iTunes, you can do that. We are the Darkcast. While you're there, give us a review and let us know what you think of the show. And finally, if you want to, Send us an email. You can do that at podcast at darkstation.com. Now, if you're interested in getting any more information about Twisty's Asylum Escapades, then check out the show notes for this episode where we've got links to uh, the website, the green light page, all that kind of good stuff where you can find more information, as I said, because I just said it. Anyway, thanks for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Now on with the show. Thank you oh, for joining God. us here on the Darkcast. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing. Wait, very is it, well, is it Mister False Prophet or is it just the False yeah, Prophet? Let, let's let's keep it casual. Okay, we? good deal. <laughs> good deal. Uh, good to know. So so can I just call you False then? Are we going that casual? Eh, eh, Prophet would probably be better. <laughs> All right. Uh, go do whatever you feel, and I, I think it's it's uh, yeah. All right. Whatever you want to do there. Oh, that's that's generally what we do anyway. So that's, that's oh, yeah. I just I just <laughs> like right. to get permission so, first. So, so. Yes, absolutely. Um, so normally we like to start off these podcasts talking about um, who you are, what you do at the company that you work for, um, talk about the company itself, and then we kind of get into um, the game that you're that you're making. Uh, but but we're tonight, yeah, I, I, we're gonna go straight to the game. We'll get to that other stuff in a second. I, I've got to ask just. Like, what the hell is this game? It, my brain. Like, I don't know what I played last night. What? Tell us. What is well, Twisty's uh, Asylum Escape? Escapades. Uh, it's Escapades. 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 Uh, yeah, it's, like, it's like Twisty and Janet Jackson had a brain, and then they went on an escapade. 
it's fun. Jeez. It's it's uh, it's it's uh, supposed to imply some fun there as he's uh, escaping this horrible dark mental facility. That's the idea behind the escapades part of that. Twisty's Asylum Escapades is basically a uh, action adventure game where you play a floating brain named Twisty, or that's your avatar, and you uh, have to escape a uh, mental asylum. So that there is, is escaping. Um, kind of strange. There is escaping. Yes, there is escaping. That's, so that's good. The, the escape part is 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 valid there in that uh, <laughs> idea of. Uh, escapades, escapees, I've heard people uh, pronounce in various different ways, but yeah. We so. could just go with the scape. Yes, you do try to... What's that? So we could just go with the scape for shiggles. Why not? Oh, anyway. yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, you're, you're trying to get out is your basic goal there, so that's that's the idea. You, uh, you were not falsely imprisoned, but you don't like it there, and you'd like to leave, so, uh, you know, but uh, society would probably rather the brain stay I was gonna say, is he is he planning on is Twisty planning on on is that the name of the brain, Twisty? Yes, Twisty is the name of the brain. Okay, so is he planning on on like trying to integrate into society once he escapes, or does does he have no? An end he goal? is going. Uh, he is probably going to tear his way through Main Street, USA, much the same way he does through the asylum. There, he is. Uh, he is. He's not the most uh, sociable. Um, floating organ there uh, he has um he he's has some aggression with him all right all right, all right. now is so, he, <laughs> was he was he born this way is is twisty a product of uh of like a, a cruel genetic experiment what what Quite happened what possibly twisty into we us? haven't actually flushed out his origin story yet we have a little story section in the uh game itself there where you can read about it a little bit and i think the full explanation is uh no one knows right now. We actually might uh, get into that in some sort of future project, but right now it's kind of a big question mark just hanging there as to uh, where he comes from and why he's like that. Uh, but just just accept that he's the brain and, and move on from there. Yes, it's actually kind of interesting how strange people think this game is, really. I, I really hadn't expected the kind of reaction that we had had from it, because when you think about video games, you know, you have classic games like a plumber going through, you know, a mushroom kingdom there, uh, you know, trying to save a princess from a dinosaur turtle-like creature. You know, honestly, I was, I was talking to a friend uh, at work today, and uh, I was telling him about the game that, you know, we're interviewing tonight. And I was like, you know, I really hope – I want to ask him where the idea for this game came up from. And I, I'm hoping that he mentions Mario and says, obviously that is the product of a drug-induced fever dream. Let's get high and see what happens. <laughs> no, not quite. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it it is kind of funny, though, that uh, – that I really didn't think people would uh, get so hung up on the brain aspect of it and think this was so weird because in the video game universe, there are just so much really bizarre stuff out there, at least, you know, it looks like it. Anapomorphic, uh, you know, um, fast spinning. Yeah, yeah anamorphic. It's it, it just like... Uh... So, but uh, yeah, the, 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 this does 
genuinely seemed to freak people out a lot more than I thought it would, which is kind of interesting, kind of cool, too. It's, it's really very polarizing. A lot of people seem to either really love it or really hate it. And, uh, and uh, we, we've had some very strong reactions to just the fact that, you know, hey, you're a brain that you're going through, you know, biting people there, this brain with teeth. And that's usually the first thing people really just kind of pause and sort of get stuck on a little bit before they look at the rest of the game. But uh, as for the game's development, uh, it was basically, uh, we wanted to, uh, this is our first game that we've made here, and we do have more ambitious plans for other game projects, but we wanted to do something to, that was kind of fun, that also reflected certain uh, I guess you could say values about the business and what we're trying to do here. And uh, Twisted Genius, uh, for those people who don't know, that's twistedgenius.com, genius with a J instead of a G. Uh, it's a, uh, it, it, we wanted to do sort of a more general entertainment type of, uh, of website there. And uh, the origin of the game really started with this intro we had. We called ourselves twisted genius and we uh came up with a sort of uh mascot uh which is basically just a brain in a straitjacket there to represent you know the uh the idea of twisted genius mm -hmm. and uh, the um and we named him twisty and he's supposed to be kind of cute and kind of disturbing all at once there it's sort of this you know strange i, I compare him to like one of those little cthulhu dolls from you know hp lovecraft or something it's kind of the idea there you succeeded uh, <laughs> what's that you succeeded oh excellent all right <laughs> horribly niche alienating almost everyone <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Okay. So, so Twisty's your Mario. Yeah, that's, yeah, he's that's a Mario. Kind of what you're coming I, to. I, I, I kind of compare him to our Mickey Mouse. Actually, he's he's like you know he's he's, he's a you know character we like to kind of stick on everything or something. Uh, you know, he's he's part of our current logo and you know I mean for the Twisted Genius uh, brand itself there, uh, not just for this particular game. But yeah, we wanted you know we figured if we're gonna do a. Uh, our first game should feature him because it just seemed appropriate for that. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but the problem was we didn't really know much about him beyond this little, uh, I had done this animated intro uh, for the site there. It's a very simple 2D animation that has him struggling in a straitjacket in, in a padded cell. And then lightning flashes out the window, the lights go off and then, comes back on again and has a straight jacket lying there and blood scrolled on the wall saying twisted genius and um, and we were trying to figure out how to get this character and make him a game character and what the game would actually be so we um created we basically decided after a lot of discussion this is me and the one other person who created the game, my programmer and co-owner of the uh, site, Vicious. We uh, decided that, well, okay, he's out of this padded cell, but then what happens? He's you know has to get out of the rest of the uh, you know mental asylum that he's in. And so we uh, basically built the game around that concept. Uh, we also had to determine what he actually looked like after he 
was out of his straitjacket. Did this character have arms or something? Do you have a face under there? And uh, um, I, I basically, based on just purely certain things that I like, I decided to give him just a mouth under there. And uh, part of it is kind of inspired by the sort of uh, Wrigley Scott alien thing. He's got that kind of, you know, sort of shaped teeth under there. And uh, another uh, inspiration is the Stephen King movie, The Langoliers, where you have these basically just these floating balls with teeth that go around and eat stuff. And uh, so we kind of designed him around some of those concepts that I like there. But... um, and uh, who hold on a second, catch my breath. <laughs> but uh, he uh, actually, I think there was a question we were getting. I, I can't remember what the original question was now. Oh, you were you were just explaining where Twisty came from, and uh, mm-hmm. and now we know that he's a, oh, yes. he's a weird cross between a uh, uh, Giger and the Langoliers. So that's yes. that's nuts. Does he have a does, <laughs> when he opens his mouth? Does, do you have a little brain with a mouth? Does he have double jaws? Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's no double jaws. Probably. Eh, nah. A triple jaw. Just a go, go for it, the gusto, but, uh, or he has like a foot that comes out. <laughs> eh, no, not quite. Well, at one point we had actually considered um, giving him a uh, kind of a long frog tongue, a little bit like Yoshi, that he could hit stuff with from the. Uh, Mario uh, universe there, if you remember some of those uh, games where you have Yoshi with the uh, tongue oh, there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, uh, and later, as the game developed, we also started kind of comparing him to Pac-Man a lot because, you know, he's this, uh, basically this sphere with a huge mouth going down these, uh, you know, maze-like hallways there. There was definitely, you know, some similarities to that in fact one person playing through the game actually um uh suggested that the whole game was just sort of a uh homage to pac-man which isn't exactly true but i could kind of see how you know they might think <laughs> that because there's some uh similarities there as well so that's basically the story behind twisty there and uh, and then of course the uh rest of the game has a lot of various inspirations, especially from uh, different movies and that sort of thing, like just him escaping the cell and sort of uh, tearing the place up. I I was thinking of uh, the movie uh, In the Mouth of Madness by John Carpenter there. there, Sam Neill's character is sort of stuck in this uh, mental ward and some of the other patients we assume we don't actually see are mutating into horrible creatures and tearing the place up. And towards the very end, he just kind of walks out of his cell and the whole place has been, you know, trashed and now abandoned. And I kind of had that idea for Twisty there where he's he's the catalyst for what's going on. In a lot of games, you know, especially certain types of action or horror games, you'll play some sort of soldier or something uh, coming into a place that's been torn up or terrorized by some kind of monster, usually a series of monsters, something tragic has happened there. But for this, I kind of wanted to invert that a little bit and have you be the one who is doing that before everything else goes on. You're not coming in after the fact. You're the one who's tearing the place up initially, and that's Mm -hmm. kind of 
was part of the inspiration for a lot of the, you know, blood spray and, you know, just that sort of thing. I noticed that there's a, that you've got, especially looking at a couple of the screenshots, uh, have, did you guys have a lot of blood meetings to determine how, how much oh, blood was yeah. available? Yeah, that, that, it's a great thing when you can go into a project and have discussions like, are we, do we have enough blood on the ceiling right now? You know, maybe, maybe we should make the blood go up the walls a little bit. <laughs> Just, <laughs> we, we, we got, you know, very comical about that. We wanted it to be very over the top. And uh, one thing that people probably don't even realize about the blood, uh, we actually, uh, my programmer rather, uh, created a uh, blood system where uh uh, the blood has to, you know, land on certain surfaces, but because this is a three-dimensional game and a three-dimensional environment where the enemies could be in any relation to the walls or the players and that sort of thing, we actually have to have code that tells the blood where to go under various circumstances and do raycast checks <laughs> to see, you know, where everything is there just to make sure the blood lands in the proper places and the proper amount and that sort of thing. It actually required a lot of planning to get into that, but we uh, we really enjoy the blood. It's one of our favorite things there. And as you can blood probably code. see through some of the screenshots, we um, you can really just coat the walls in some cases with it. I mean, if you really try dry it's it's, it's a, it doesn't go away it's perma blood there and it just stays and it's a nice way to also sort of subtly tell the player where they've been if there's a whole lot of blood there you've been in that environment it's also uh one of the reasons why in certain like we have these uh kind of white sterile hospital hallways and one of the reasons we wanted those there was to really show off the blood when it uh starts spraying and it's uh it's great, yes. So, so Twisty really is just the brain world's Michelangelo. Oh yes, yes. No, he, he he's he's a brilliant artist that is completely unappreciated in his time. There, you know, he's a uh, very misunderstood. You know, they it looks like he's tearing people up, but he's creating fine art, and uh, you know, absolutely, absolutely. Yes. J- Jack Nicholson's The Joker had the. Uh, the same approach to art. I oh, yeah. I can respect sure. that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I can respect yeah. that. Yeah, Twisty comes from a long line of villains there. He's, uh, <laughs> he enjoys himself, yes. <laughs> so you mentioned another programmer already. Uh, I guess let's 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 circle back around to uh, to Twisted Genius itself before we, we come back and visit with Twisty one more time. Um, All right. How, how big are you guys? We are a two-person team. Oh, okay, so one's twisted and the other's a genius. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. I, I, my official title that I gave to myself because I'm co-owner is uh, uh, Overlord of Creativity, and my uh, associate that's, is that's Overlord. Yes, is uh, Overlord of Logic is what his. Uh, so he's programmer, does a lot of the financial stuff site webmaster and i'm responsible for all art and uh marketing and writing and all of that sort of thing and uh yeah we created the game uh together uh over about five year period there i saw that from your timeline it looks like you guys started you actually kind of announced it in 2010 um how much how much time did you put into it before that 
Uh, several years before that, one thing that uh, one lesson that I think we learned from this, and one of the primary motivations of this project was to just sort of a see if we could do it, and b um, you know kind of get a feel for what game development was like, but. We did not say anything to anyone about it through the first several years of development, and I think that was a mistake looking back on it. Uh, but part of that was because we weren't really sure we were going to be able to do it because we'd never tried this before, and it was kind of ambitious for a uh, two-man team doing a 3D video game like this. So, um, But yeah, we, we've been at it for quite a while, yeah. So uh, you mentioned that this was your the first game that you've made, but you guys have been running Twisted Genius for for a while. Tell us a little bit more about some of the uh, the stuff that you guys also work on in addition to the the video game. You've got the the comics and all that kind of stuff. Can you go into that a little yes. bit? How long oh, you've been absolutely. doing it? That sort of thing. Well, actually, Twisted Genius, uh, the name or the idea for the company, did originally start as a uh, as the title we were going to have for our game development studio. That's always been the plan. Okay. But uh, we started the website in 2006. So we actually launched it in uh, on October 1st, 2006. So the day of this uh, recording is actually the uh, day of it's our anniversary now. Oh, yay. Happy anniversary. <laughs> oh, thank right. you. Yes. And uh, so, uh, uh, but... We decided that we didn't just want to do uh, game development. We wanted sort of, well, basically we wanted to think of ourselves as sort of a fledgling entertainment uh, media empire. So we wanted to have our hands in all kinds of stuff. And by uh, and since, as I said before, we didn't really know what we were doing, we decided to kind of hone our skills with some smaller pro projects there. My art is programming, and so we did... Um, so we started the website, and we wanted to fill it with content. We wanted to, you know, something else there to show people. And uh, we began doing uh, web comics, and uh, I began writing, you know, kind of a lot of different philosophical or entertainment-related articles. We had this sort of idea that this would be sort of a site based on the concept of villainy, because when I was a kid, I always wanted to be a supervillain. So I, and it, going into it through an entertainment angle seemed like a good way to approach that. So... So that, just, that's how you're going to become a supervillain is by running an entertainment empire, correct? Yes, I, okay. I'd like to be the next Rupert Murdoch, if at all possible. That's okay. the idea. Good to yeah. know. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, ho hopefully, uh, hopefully that will come about pretty soon. But, yes, uh, we decided to uh, try some different things, and, um, and we slowly over the years build up this uh, website with a bunch of content. We also have another uh, webcomic on there that's contributed by a uh, very talented surrealist artist named Ari Bach. And the name of the comic is The Snail Factory. And um, that's actually become uh, probably the star attraction right now on the uh, website uh, because uh, he was been updating that constantly for several years as uh, we've been doing the game. And he's really helped keep the website going. I suggest anyone check that out, by the way, The Snail Factory. Very strange, very uh, funny, and very smart, too. Uh, but, yes, yeah, so... Uh, and that's basically the premise of the uh, whole Twisted Genius concept there. Sort of a very... 
weird dark humor entertainment sort of idea. And uh, it just sort of reflects our personality there. And uh, the question that still uh, sort of remains is whether anyone else really likes it because we've uh, – it's definitely niche. I'll say that. It's niche. Sure. Yeah. I can. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime yeah, you go right. to, to dark comedy, though, I mean, you're you're going to get niche. So Yeah. Yeah. Once again, the whole just any dark comedy is very polarizing, mm-hmm. and I personally love it. I, I really can't you know imagine really getting excited about anything else. But uh, it's definitely one of those things that you know a lot of people don't get or don't want to get or something like that. And especially the concept of sort of villainous protagonist, which is, is a concept that's very near and dear to my heart, but my black heart. But uh, it's um, it's one of those things that a lot of people, it turns a lot of people off, but I also think that video games in particular have a really good way of sort of putting the, uh, the audience, in this case the player, in a position where they uh, really kind of have to empathize with that character a little bit more and that's sort of the uh sort of part of the experimental element of uh, this game twisty's asylum escapades because uh the player really doesn't have a choice but to you know empathize with this inhuman monster that's floating around there and and it's uh kind of uh kind of an interesting experience i think for a lot of people and once again some people really seem to enjoy it and really get into it and other people not so much. Uh, what, what did you think about it? I mean, what, what were your impressions of it in that way? Um, I was surprisingly, honestly, genuinely creeped out by the game. I was ah. not expecting that going into it because watching the trailer, it's like, oh, this is going to be a really ridiculous sort of thing. But I guess just uh, probably the music and the weird, like, screams and, um, like, laughter and stuff <laughs> in the game – just kind of set me on edge the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I'm not sure if I should apologize for that or not, but I, uh, I, I wouldn't no. apologize. No, don't apologize not for it. All. I just, uh, it, it was, it was one of the most unique experiences I think I've ever had. I mean, it's it's weird going into it thinking that because it's a video game, um, or not going into it thinking that, but uh, reflecting on it thinking that. Um, because, I mean, like you said, I mean, we've all grown up with games where you play as a plumber fighting turtles and eating mushrooms so that you become more powerful and, you know, hedgehogs that run thousands of miles an hour and fight evil doctor geniuses (laughs) and, you know, egg, egg, doctor genius, egg, doctor. Yes. I I don't recognize the egg part. He's Dr. Robotnik. That's, that's all there is. Um, but and there are tons of other games that are completely, you know, just crazy. I mean, I'm I'm reviewing Rayman right now, and you oh, yeah. you're a guy that has no limbs. He just has hands and feet that are floating from his body. I, I mean, <laughs> games are ridiculous. Yet still somehow, and I wonder if maybe it's because the game takes place in the real world, and the brain is the weird part. Uh, the, I mean, no one else is walking around as a floating brain. Um, that it just kind of, kind of subverts the the normal craziness of of video games and kind of flips it on its head. Because like, if you think about Mario, 
Uh, and I, I'm totally just going with this off the bat. I this is <laughs> my my raw analysis of the game. But you okay. know, with Mario, no, I, I appreciate it. Um, yes. With Mario, Mario is the only like normal thing in that world, and that's who you're playing as. Um, and, you know, you're running through this world that has you know pipes that take you to different areas. You've got people that are sitting on clouds throwing spiked turtles at you, and you know stuff I, like I that. I just want to interrupt for a second and tell you that Luigi is. Crying because this is the year of Luigi and he's normal too. Damn it! <laughs> that is that is true. Luigi, I and you know me being the youngest brother of three, I always played as Luigi, so I should yeah. give Luigi yes. more props. Give him props. Sorry, Lou, but year of Luigi. Anyway, uh, so Mario and Luigi are the only normal things in that world, and so it, I guess it kind of makes you feel normal in a way. But in in Twisty, you're like you're the weird thing. You're the crazy thing. Like there's just you know you're sneaking up on janitors that are just <laughs> sweeping the floor, and then you just gnaw on the back of their head and spray blood everywhere. <laughs> now now I got a question. Now, do they freak out because Twisty's a brain or because he's escaped? Uh, you mean that the players? Uh, the, no, the 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 actual like like in game. Like, the people who are running the asylum, oh, uh, are they more assume... upset at the fact that he's a brain or that he's just broken out? Like, do they just accept that he's a brain? More about uh, the fact that he's broken out. I would think that they're probably used to him in that sense by now. I mean, I, I suspect it would be one of those sort of work environments where you first come in, oh my gosh, there's a brain in a cell here. But then, uh, you know, after a couple of years, you get used to it. But you also know he's dangerous, so, you know, now he's... Uh, escaped and now it's the uh, escaped crazy brain that, so honestly that... i mean i could see this as as being a a tale of justice because i mean you i if you think about it you know these people walking by this have seen this brain and you know twisty knows that he's dangerous but they they okay. don't think he's dangerous anymore so they probably poke fun at him it's like oh look at him he doesn't have you know arms or limbs or anything how's he gonna hurt us oh yeah just I, I... poking fun at him so now now he's just getting revenge he's he's get, not even revenge he's getting justice yeah it, it could be i've actually seen people interpret it um, a number of ways surprisingly ways that i hadn't even thought of before and it is very interesting uh it's it's really kind of open-ended I, I will fully admit that this game uh was something that we just kind of built on it, it was really one of those ideas where you know uh I'm just sitting around and say, you know, just jokingly think of the craziest, weirdest, darkest thing I could think of and then say, hey, I should put that in the game. You know, that that's kind of how the process went. It wasn't, you know, uh, we did have a pretty extensive um, uh, gaming documents or uh, development documents about it. But there was a lot of things that we just came up with because it seemed funny or cool. And, you know, so mm -hmm. there is something sort of. There is an element of just kind of stuff stuck in there about it, but that's also what made it fun too. Mm -hmm. I I think uh, uh, another uh, going back to the Super Mario thing, a little influence about that was the the poster uh, thing there. That was actually inspired by the sort of you know coins or Sonic rings that mm -hmm. uh, uh, we had there. Uh, we we want some other sort of gameplay uh, element there. And we were kind of joking about, you know, well, wouldn't it be great to have, you know, 
products uh, are, you know, the, in this case, it would be the posters that we sell off the site there, you know, in the game that you collect like that. Wouldn't that be, you know, funny and just, you know, almost a parody of, uh, you know, kind of a corporate, you know, advert gaming corruptness there and stuff. And we were joking about that. I would say, hey, that's not a bad idea. Let's actually do that. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that was kind of the, the thing with it. We even gave it this sort of... Um, sort of ding it's actually more of a kind of a darker chime sounds than the uh, mm-hmm. other ones but we wanted to sort of reference that and be sort of a joke there where you you know go and you know ding 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 collect these things on the side and they also worked really well because you can just put them anywhere i mean sure. we could have had something floating there but but it kind of integrated into the environment a little bit better i think because you, we just have these long stretches of hallways and then rooms and you can just slap them on any you know surface there and it really works really well mm-hmm. now can so you how, how many different posters are there because i saw one that uh that had like sharks on it and then one looks like it's just a kind of a twisty thing uh let's see i i think there are a total of eight or nine if i remember correctly off the top of my head uh should know this but yes yeah around eight or nine different ones and uh they do have other um functions they give you points you have to have a certain amount of points to get out but you also uh they also give you additional lives and that sort of thing uh when you get hmm. uh uh you know you can also combo them if you get uh two or more of the same ones they uh you know double the point value there once you hit a certain point value you get another life there with that so so the, you can do different stuff we actually had a number of other things we were going to do with them that we just uh, weren't able to fit into the game uh, right now we were going to have you know larger ones that did certain things and that kind but we kind of had to prioritize and uh, had to scrap a lot of ideas just for you know time and ability there when we were uh, going to do this mm-hmm. now uh, ad- addition to the um the posters uh twisty also gains some different powers. Uh, can you yes. talk a little bit about that and how you get those? And well, okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, not too much. Not if it's going to spoiler spoiler. Oh no. Like um, well, okay. He has one uh, ability that he has. You you start off with the bite attack. He has this huge mouth with these big teeth, so you can go around and bite stuff. But he also has a. Uh, kind of a, a, a separate attack which is more powerful which is the bite and shake attack originally we we're kind of thinking of it sort of an alligator death roll sort of thing or, or maybe like a dog when it just grabs something and really shakes it you know just really over the top and um and uh and that's one that we have a bit of a tutorial that we added uh later uh after the beta came out because we realized that no one was getting this and that made the gameplay much less fun when you don't understand how to use that particular attack so Mm -hmm. we tried to show people how to use it there uh so he can do that and then he gets a uh at some point in the story there's a sort of a a progress a progression there where he has to get uh, some uh, figure out this larger puzzle in order to get out of the asylum and he gets this sort of book of the dead this kind of necronomicon looking thing oh god and and that allows him to summon uh what's that summon uh minions uh which um uh are these uh friendly ghosts that he can use to um uh or rather they just kind of they're friendly ai that go with you and uh will attack your enemies for you Mm mm-hmm 
And there's also a hypno attack, which allows him to uh, control or uh, do the same thing with roaming inmates around the asylum there. Uh, just kind of, you know, the sort of uh, obviously spaced out uh, other asylum patients who you can sort of recruit through this hypnosis to uh, go around with you and help you uh, fight an attack. And uh, he... There's also disguises which allow you to just evade enemies, and uh, eventually, uh, further along in the puzzle, you also get an electric attack, which uh, gives you uh, the ability, uh, is the first range attack you get, which allows you to zap enemies from a longer way away. And uh, at one point, we were planning this kind of um, elaborate cutscene where it was going to be sort of a, a little bit of a... Uh, nod to the opening of Fight Club there where you have like the electrical things going around inside Twisty's brain in a very cellular level to show how he's getting this electric thing but unfortunately we weren't able to uh, do that uh, but yes he, he gets uh, this sort of a lightning attack too which is uh, very cool a lot of people really like that when they uh, finally get that because it changes the whole dynamic of the game quickly whereas before everything was sort of melee and you're just you know biting stuff uh now uh, you get to zap people so that works out very well sure yeah that's nuts yeah there's there's uh, sort of an overarching theme here of nuts i think when, when it comes to this it's <laughs> Yeah, it's you know it's it's like I can I can certainly understand why, why people get creeped out, especially when you go down the dark comedy route, because that's comedy itself is is almost like a real window into your soul, and to find yourself laughing or appreciating something that that is supposed to disturb you can really set some people on edge, uh, and and it does. Oh yeah. It really like just from the just from the pictures of the video, it really straddles that. Have I gone too far, line? <laughs> like really well, and there. Uh, oh man, that oh that brain. And, and the really sad part is, uh, we've actually rained ourselves in a lot on most of this <laughs> stuff. We could have gone a lot further. <laughs> but uh, one of the points uh, that, that uh, you were making earlier about the the whole setting uh, being, you know, more realistic is is kind of. Um, it's kind of one of those things where, you know, we kind of started this uh, with the character of Twisty as sort of more of one of those sort of sonic Rayman, you know, weird, but hopefully at least sort of endearing uh, kind of platformer-ish characters. But uh, but then we created this place and, and, and it is a lot more realistic and not quite as cartoony. I mean, there is some cartooniness to it, but it's not, uh, not like those. And uh, mm-hmm. I think that does kind of confuse a lot of people in that. And that's one of those, um, it's a learning process basically there, uh, with, uh, the game. We're trying to see what works and what doesn't there with, uh, people. And, you know, it may have to, we were also just trying to do something new and cool too. And, you know, see how far we could take that. Sure. And I guess that's one of the uh, the beautiful things of being a, a small developer. You don't have to worry about anybody telling you what to do and what people should like. Just go with it. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, you guys are very passionate about it, so why make anything else? It, it's one of those things where <laughs> I really couldn't imagine working for a big studio because 
to be perfectly honest, I don't really like making games. I like making my games. That's mm. the idea there. And and uh, uh, we do have some more ambitious projects that are actually a little bit more serious and may not be kind of straddle that strange dark comedy line the way that uh, Asylum Escapades does. But for the first project, I really just wanted to do something uh, very silly and just very expressive. If you look around the asylum there, there's little uh, nods or parodies or homages to all kinds of different stuff around there. Uh, uh, we have like a big uh, sort of uh, Venus flytrap, little shop of horrors prop in the library, and I've chucked mm -hmm. scroll on the wall near it as sort of a maniac mansion nod thing. And you know, various other stuff like that that sort of uh, contributed to it. When Twisty kills one of the hostile ghosts, it actually makes a Pac-Man death sound. It does. Sort of, you know, <laughs> it does indeed. <laughs> <laughs> and so there's... there. We, we just wanted to jam a whole lot of, you know, stuff that we like, fun stuff, and, you know, it, it, even the um, Asylum itself there, a lot of that just came out of hey, I want to make this environment right here. I mean, there's there's certain portions that are sort of based on an airport I went to once or something that just, I thought, looked cool or, uh, or you know, just, uh, you know, the boiler room is kind of uh, loosely inspired by Nightmare on Elm Street sort of thing there with the red lights and that and the uh, old West Craven versions. And, uh, you know, it... it Although we came out with a floor plan uh, uh, for this, basically, which is actually based uh, on my uh, elementary school that I went to, uh, the, the the basic hallway structure of the asylum is actually based on that. Uh, the um, uh, so much of what the interiors look like are, are just uh, you know inspired by just random things that I thought would look cool there. And I know that's not how a big studio would probably do it, but it was a <laughs> lot of fun to design like that. When, when you are the overlord of creativity, yes. no one tells you what to do. Exactly. Uh, the overlord of logic can rein in and say, uh, no, that's not going to work for multiple reasons. The AI will get uh, stuck on that if you try that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but aside from that, yes, uh, you do have to balance gameplay a little bit. And uh, there's definitely some value in testing there. Uh, there's, uh, for, for instance, we have this big operating theater um, with this uh, staircase that goes up. And, and at one point, I realized that uh, Twisty could actually get stuck or even fall through some of the uh, geometry there in the uh, amongst the rows of seats. That's not normally where a player should go, but there's no guarantee, of course, in this, you know, interactive world that they won't. So we had to go back and make sure that, you know, uh, that wasn't going to happen because obviously getting stuck places suck. So uh, we want to avoid that. Uh. And uh, what? Uh, train derailed. What's that? So train derailed. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, I I think we we've gotten a, a pretty good explanation, or at least as far as uh, as Twisty's willing to give us on on what the hell's going on there. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I, of I, course, we're going to have to wait for the, the prequel and see how Twisty I, got incarcerated. Okay, I, want, I, I would like to imagine that Twisty is actually uh, the the least violent of a race of space <laughs> killer brains. Yeah, but, uh... he, 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 he's still... Uh... It's still kind of up in the air of where he comes from there. We actually had this idea of, you know, having him kind of cameo in future games. So we're not... Uh, Absolutely. He's he's, he's their him. E.T. Yes. He's just trying to phone home. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he has... Uh, we, we tried to give him uh, a certain amount of uh, personality there, too. We wanted him to... Okay, he's this uh, vicious, murderous brain, but... Uh, he can be funny sometimes, and, and he definitely, uh, uh, for instance, in the cutscene there with the uh, giant mosquito, he, uh, you know, he did kind of, you know, act shocked and then does this sort of, you know, little comedy bit where he uh, is less impressed. Did, did you get to that section there with the uh, mosquito temple? Or uh... Uh, I did not get to the mosquito temple. Is that, uh, I believe that was the objective I was on um, oh, okay. when I, yes. I died. Um <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we, uh, the story behind that basically is that uh, I've always kind of considered mosquitoes to be one of the most, uh, for lack of a better word, evil animals there are. They spread disease, they're annoying, they're, and so uh, naturally when we, uh, we wanted a character for the FAQ section of the site, and so we came up with a sort of, once again, just ridiculous concept of uh, Ask the Giant Mosquito. And uh, and uh, he's he's this mosquito in this sort of Greek oracle temple that's supposed to answer your questions there. And so we decided we needed to include him in the game there as kind of an ally of Twisty. But when you first get in there, you're not sure if you're... There's this cutscene where the mosquito dramatically enters, and you're not sure if... Uh, he's good. This is going to be set up for a boss fight or what? But then he just kind of sits there and buzzes at you, and then Twisty does this comical sort of fall over thing as to alleviate the suspense there, and uh, and uh, then shakes it off and kind of makes this sound. Actually, that's my voice. And then the mosquito, you know, goes ahead and tells you what you need to know. Uh, but uh, uh, I, I was going to say, with the amount of blood Twisty spills, he has got to be a friend of the mosquito. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, I'm sure he is, yes. Uh, it's all just and, one big sacrifice to the mosquito gods. That's... Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, the, 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 we refer to the mosquito as the great old one in the, uh, in the uh, plot there. When you, you actually have to talk to a ghost before, uh, before you get the mosquito. It's this whole big thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, and... Uh, I'll also say that uh, the cutscenes, uh, we do have several in the game, including the opening one, and those were also very interesting and somewhat challenging to do. Uh, you can see in most of our um, trailers, we have kind of the shot, uh, the opening shot, where you're uh, sort of zooming in on the uh, asylum itself there, and of course that had to be all created, and it was actually created in uh, a different file, a different setup there, uh, just for that particular shot that doesn't enter the game at all. And then when you zoom in even closer, you have Twisty there struggling in the um, outside the window. And that's yet another thing that we especially did just for the uh, opening cutscene. It's a, a bit like uh, what I would suspect a movie production is, where you have to just set up these props there, and that's just a big wall. 
and we have this kind of uh, shadow of a tree going over it, and um, and then you pan in, and then you're in the cell, but that's not the actual cell that you uh, see uh, in the game where you uh, first control the character. That's yet another uh, set that we set up just for that shot. It doesn't have a back wall. And if you look at it really closely, the lighting's a little bit different and stuff, um, but, but uh, we had to get the camera in there, and the camera... Uh, itself uh, was actually programmed by my uh, associate Vicious. The uh, uh, engine uh, that we were using actually didn't have a uh, very good setup for filming those kinds of cutscenes uh, for the game it, within the game engine there, and so we had to uh, basically program that ourselves in order just to get uh, those uh, cutscene shots there that we wanted to uh, and make it, and I I had a very good idea of what I wanted there with the twisty struggling, the lightning going, and then having him getting out of the cell there. Inexplicably, the door just kind of comes down. I guess he rams it or something. Uh, <laughs> yes. The and, power of the mind. Yes. Yes, no, uh, we have to assume that a uh, brain that size has great uh, telekinetic ability, so uh, I think, uh, yeah. He just chooses to buy things because he likes it. <laughs> That's where the twisted part comes in. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, no, no, uh, someone once asked me uh, what uh, uh, what his motivation was, and, uh, and I said he likes to bite things. That's just uh, you know what what keeps him going. I think everybody's got to have something. Oh yes, yes, <laughs> definitely have something. And. So- uh-huh. Oh, go ahead. There you go. Uh, well, I was also going to talk about the uh, music a little bit, too. Uh, you had mentioned that that was very creepy. The uh, The music is provided by uh, a um, musician that we had licensed it from named uh, Gyps Fulvis. Uh, you can find uh, stuff on gypsfulvis.net, and it's from his uh, CD, uh, Nocturnes for Nightmares. And what I had wanted with that was I, I really was thinking of, especially for that opening sequence, sort of, uh, I was thinking of that ending sequence from John Carpenter's Halloween, where, uh, you know, you have the kind of creepy music written by Carpenter himself, the iconic Halloween music, and sort of panning out and showing the different sets of the movie just uh, after all the action's done there. Mm-hmm. Or uh, even the opening to... Uh, uh, the movie Creep Show, uh, written by Stephen King, there, where, where, and that's another uh, great example of a horror comedy, though. But I really like that music or uh, Nightmare on Elm Street um, stuff. I, I want basically an '80s uh, horror sign of soundtrack there, and that's uh, what I was looking for there, and that's uh, what we incorporated. It. I, I don't know. Um, it is meant to be creepy, uh, but but I also was kind of going for something sort of fun or sort of campy there. The whole thing is very tongue-in-cheek, and that's uh, mm-hmm. very much what we're looking for. Did you ever but consider it... just using the Benny Hill track? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be interesting. I, I, I think that might be a little fast for uh, for, for what goes on. The, uh, the, the game, uh, 
at least in the very beginning, is, is kind of a little slow. Of course, it escalates, but... Well, that, that's obviously for the new game plus mode, where everything is sped up 200%. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, we should do a video like that, where we where just have uh, Twisty going around really quickly to the Benny Hill music, yes. <laughs> uh, the uh, It is kind of funny. Uh, the, the music, uh, especially... Uh, the different floors and different sections of the game have their own music that just sort of uh, cuts in there. And I've seen multiple occasions where a player will uh, go up to the second floor and they'll start hearing the track for that floor. Uh, I believe that's called uh, Lurking Behind You is actually the name of that track. And, uh, and they'll just stop because it suddenly gets much darker and creepier than what they had heard before it, it, and i've actually seen at least one occasion where someone just turns around and goes back <laughs> just because <laughs> they hear that music there that just uh cuts in and of course uh, that that uh it does get a little bit uh more intense up there you have the ghosts and the doctors and more enemies up there so but it, it is really interesting how um how such an effect uh, the music can have when we were first prototyping the game it didn't have a soundtrack at all and it was just completely different uh than uh, the moment he started to uh put the music in for it mm-hmm. as you can imagine i mean i mean it would be a very different game if it had very different music i think absolutely oh absolutely and, and especially when you get to like would you would you study music like that especially with horror stuff um if you ever try watching a horror movie without the sound uh it completely oh, yeah. loses its, it loses its effectiveness so you know, even if you were just going for for like light horror, that sound is extremely important. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, yeah. It it to be honest, a lot of those soundtracks that that I mentioned, I actually find them kind of soothing in a way. I know a lot of people find them creepy, but like I said, the especially like the Nightmare on Elm Street uh, soundtrack, the instrumental uh, parts of it, there 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 is something kind of mellow about it too. I mean, it's creepy, but also. Uh, you know, it, it's not jarring or anything. It's uh, it's it's very subtle in its creepiness compared to you know something like heavy metal or that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll just take this moment to remind you that you are the one that created a floating brain with teeth. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I suppose that's got metal. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, we normally like to end our interviews with uh, with something we call the end game, um, and it's a it's a series. It's a little questionnaire, uh, just more focused on you. Um, like personally, uh, and what you what you kind of like about games, and what your what your favorite at least favorite things are. Um, and it, it gets uh, it gets a little darker as it goes. So you should be right at home um, right. with with the end game. So I'm gonna start with the first question. Um, who's your favorite protagonist from gaming? Um, who's your favorite? You know, like a anti-hero or or a hero, the person mm-hmm. you play. Um, I think I'm gonna go with um. Alucard from uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night. There, okay, all right. all right, I like that one. Now, I, I, we we have a little bit of a different spin on the second one, but I'm gonna go back to the original. Just given your, uh, your 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 dark temperance, um, who is your favorite villain? Hmm. Well, okay. Uh, when it comes to uh, uh, video game villain Sathroth from uh, uh, Final Fantasy VII is, of course, a classic choice there, but. I'm gonna go with uh, Andrew Ryan from uh, Bioshock. There, I, I like yeah. his 
he created rapture, great environment. I really love the visuals and uh, I like his philosophy. He's got that kind of mastermind thing going on there. Mm-hmm. It, it, okay. Nice. Good. I'm, I'm glad I asked. Excellent. Okay. <laughs> um, what, what would you say is the most influential game you've ever played? What's, uh, what's kind of influenced you the most? Hmm. Hmm. Uh, are you talking about as a developer? Uh, I, any way you want to take it. Uh, well, I definitely was keeping the uh, old uh, LucasArts uh, Maniac Mansion kind of in the back of my head for uh, Asylum Escapades there, although there may not be obvious things. It's a 3D game, and that's a very 2D game. Uh, hmm. Uh, uh, one that uh, really just made me get into uh, Twisted Metal uh, Black was one of those ones that when I first saw it, I'm like, wow, okay, video gaming has just stepped up a lot there. And there's definitely some influences of that there, too, as far as aesthetic and concepts in some ways. Uh, Sweet Tooth, you know, he's a, definitely a villainous character. Uh, um, yeah, I guess I'll have to go with those. Uh, right. Excellent. Yeah, oh. David Scott Jaffe will be very happy with the uh, the twisted twisted metal black reference. <laughs> oh yeah. So. No, I I I I just that was when I saw that game. That was when I said, okay, you know, I, I think I might like to be a game developer. That that was really uh that was really just cool there because because before that, I don't know. I don't remember seeing anything that dark before that. Basically, I, it probably existed, but that was what really hit me as okay, this is cool now. Yeah. Awesome. All right, next question. What is your least favorite things about games, or maybe the one thing that you'd like to see stop? Hmm. Like, they, 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 they games do kind of ad nauseum. Uh, gristled soldier-type characters, I guess. Uh, you know, whether you're talking about World War II or Space Marine or anything in between. Uh, that, that, that kind, of the, kind of the Marcus yeah. Fenix-type guy? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just, you know... You know, uh, the kind of thing I guess uh, Duke Nukem was trying to parody or whatever, but yeah. Uh, uh, also, for indie games, uh, although I think this is, is going down a, a little bit, uh, the whole um, uh, physics-based puzzle platformer sort of thing, I, I felt like was getting a little bit uh, much there in the uh, indie uh sphere of gaming it, it seemed like they were just everywhere and you know they, it, this game was kind of almost a sort of a reaction to that as i wanted to do a 3d action game as opposed to you know what you would normally see from a uh you know two An indie developer uh, absolutely yeah two two person team indie development team yeah so yeah they they do they do kind of tend to go down that whole retro 2d platformer thing and uh the, 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 there's also at least in some cases, the sort of odd pretension about it too that kind of bugs me. Not in all, but uh, it, it, it. I think they get a little serious with it sometimes, and and you know and that's also kind of why I want to do something just completely ridiculous too. You know, it's it's like okay, you know, you don't have to just do two D games to be an indie developer, especially now. Actually, when we started, Unity wasn't even on the. Um, 
on the map, and, uh, it, and we actually uh, did this game with uh, Torque engines, Torque 3D engines. But, uh, uh, yeah, you know, it, it can be done, and you don't need experience or uh, anything. We have no previous education about development at all, uh, and we have no industry experience. We just kind of woke up one day and said, let's do this. So, you know, it, it, you can do something that uh, is more interesting or even closer to uh well what i consider exciting than just the you know uh puzzle-based uh platformer sort of thing that you see a lot with the indie crowd there excellent um next question if without limitations if you could try any other profession what would you like to give a give a shot well super villain obviously that would be (laughs) (laughs) but uh uh, without limitations, uh, when I was younger, I, I kind of wanted to be a uh, monster maker for Stan Winston Studios, as in the practical effects. Uh, Absolutely. You know, 3D, you know, creature creation before, you know, CGI kind of uh, eliminated that more or less. Uh, so, oh, yeah, I, 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 I'd like to do something like that. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, okay. <laughs> In all fairness, yes, it is still there. Yes. Uh, not, not quite as prominently and not as impressive as it was. Maybe it's because of Stan Winston's passing. I think he was just, you know, very good at what he, he did there. And you know, but yeah, you know, to to go back and create Predator or the Queen Alien or the you know full size T Rex from Jurassic Park or you know any number of other things, the Terminator exoskeleton, uh, it, it, that would just be, you know. Very awesome uh, dream job there, I think. Mm-hmm. I could totally get yeah. behind that. Uh, and, and finally, um, at, at the end of our lives, when we come to the gates of the Mushroom Kingdom, and poor, not normal Toad is there with the book of our deeds, um, what would you like him to say to you before he lets you in? Hmm. I don't think he'd let me in. I think he'd uh, cast me <laughs> down into the pit with Bowser there, and you know, for a turn. Hang out with Twisty. Uh huh. Yes. Yes. I. I, I don't think. Mind you. That way, dude. Uh, all right. Well, thank you, uh, False Prophet, for joining us again. If you could just let our listeners know when and where they can get their hands on Twisty's Asylum Escapades. All right. You can uh, go to AsylumEscapades.com or uh, TwistedGenius.com. That's genius with a J, just to prove we're not too serious. And um, and uh, download the game for free right there. It's, uh, you know, it's worth the download. Check it out. And, uh, yes, uh, uh, you can also, um, we have a Facebook page for the Asylum Escapades game as well as Twitter and a uh, Greenlight page. You can look that up. I'm not going to give you the address for that because it's a horrible series of long numbers that don't make any sense, but yes, we're <laughs> on there too. And uh, definitely also check out the rest of the uh, uh, Twisted uh, Genius site there. We have some web comics, some articles. If you're interested in um, dark humor, villainy, just strangeness, surrealness, uh, yes, uh, that's the place to go there. <laughs> All right. And well, uh, once again, uh, oh, okay, yes. <laughs> I was just going to say thanks for joining us, but what were you going to say? Oh, yeah. uh, no, never mind. I was just going to remind people that also uh, October 1st, uh, the day this is recording, is also our, uh, I think this is our seventh anniversary, yes, for uh, TwistedGenius.com. So 
Well, awesome. Help uh, them celebrate, download that game. Yes. <laughs> Get them on Please, light. spread it around. It's actually yeah. quite amazing how uh, much convincing a lot of people uh, need to uh, check out free game. Though, in all fairness, this is a strange one, so I guess that isn't... Uh, <laughs> To uh, you know, I expect it, but yes, it, it's it's interesting. Go look at it. <laughs> <laughs> All you've got to do is you know have the the bandwidth to download it. Which oh, I, yes. what was it a hundred or two megabytes? I think. Yeah, it's I don't not, think it's very large at no, all. It's not. It's not, it's not, not reasonable. I, I mean, mm. I, I do get the impression it's kind of big by indie game standards. Being three D, there are uh, some people who are like. Uh, what you have system requirements? What what's up? <laughs> but because uh, because I, I I know I, a, a lot of indie games are much more um, even require even less you know uh, video card wise and that sort of thing. But uh, yeah, it's it's not a bad download there. I'd suggest everyone just check it out, give it a chance, play as Twisty, see things through uh, his eyes or lack thereof or uh, what have <laughs> you there. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thanks once again for joining us. Yes, uh, thank you. I really appreciate Darkcast. Eh, that's what we're here for. <laughs> yes. We appreciate you answering. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, uh, love the name, by the way. You know, oh, the thank Dark you. Station. Right? You yes. would. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I would. <laughs> All right, and, and links to, uh, to everything that you've mentioned will be in the show notes, so people can check out... Uh, the green light page, Twitter, all that kind of stuff from the show notes. So thanks again, and have a good night.